This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Sex Wrap with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex podcast host, here to talk to you about sex, relationships, sexual relationships, uh, sex, relationships, you know, all the things involved. I mean, and we've been doing it for six years and we have 190 episodes. It's pretty wild how many questions you've given us because these are your questions that we answer and it's super fun. Um, I love doing it. Uh, And in the pipeline, we have like 2000 more questions, but (laughs) keep sending them in uh, and we will eventually, you know, in some century get to every single one because we love hearing with you and talking with you and um, chatting with you. playing with you on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. You can check us out. We're, we're all over the place. The whole internet web space. <laughs> At the sex app everywhere. <laughs> so today we're here to talk about erogenous zones. And as Andrew and I were talking about prepping for this episode today, he reminded me that he has a video of me singing about erogenous zones. And I just want to say, first of all, no one ever wants to hear me sing, which I think you know if you've listened to the podcast before, because sometimes I just sing things I'm thinking. <laughs> and it's scary. <laughs> and Andrew glares at me and he's like, what's happening? <laughs> We're going to lose all our followers. <laughs> True singing genius. Yeah. Um, and so there was um, a song that I had created when I was in grad school as an icebreaker for one of the sexuality classes, which was um, sexual erogenous zones that you would point at and sing to the tune of head, shoulder, knees, and toes. And um, he videoed me doing it, which thank goodness, because otherwise we would have lost track of this amazing song (laughs) that I made up. And we would have all forgotten about it. But he sent it to me and it's on YouTube and um, we'll post it in the show notes so you can also see the video and and comment on it and like it, of course. And also it is sideways because back then it was really hard to rotate videos. <laughs> so you just have to turn your head when you watch it. It is a masterpiece. Um, I don't know if you know this about people like a, so spring used to be a natural fire truck red and as fire truck natural reds age they become hot pinks so like you get to watch spring throughout her life go through these different stages um i know that you all think that she's just a natural pink in her everyday life but she used to be a natural fire truck like fire engine red um so uh just it is her in there you get to see it um and you get to see her like touch her boobs and play with her balls and all kinds of other fun motions it's not just a song though it has like motions with lips and like it's really a true joy and it is about erogenous zones which is really fun um so 
Today we're talking about those erogenous zones in the video and many other ones as well. Uh, and I love that we got this question, right? Because most of the time um, when we talk about, you know, sex and sexual bodies, if you are fortunate enough to have a sexuality class, a sex ed class, like they talk about penises and vaginas and they talk about boobs and they, that's it. Like that's the end. And there's so much more and we have so many erogenous zones we're going to talk about today and how to explore them and how to do that on your own and with a partner. And we are so excited to get into this today because we've been talking about exploration this month in several different ways. And so here we are exploring the body, exploring your partner's body with consent and seeing where it takes us. So erogenous zones are simply parts of your body that when they're stimulated, feel good and feel good in a kind of sexy way. They might start that flutter, they might start that tickle, they might get your engine going. Um, and I mean, I, I've seen a bunch of charts that say 31. Um, and I think that's probably just like the beginner's playground, like, you know, the kindergarten playground of what erogenous zones can be. But it's a pretty good place to start. And we'll post that uh, to our Instagram if you want to check it out, some of these pictures of erogenous zones. Um, but when we say erogenous zone, all we mean is that it's a part of your body that when is stimulated, it makes you feel nice in a kind of sexual way. And let's talk about the number one erogenous zone, the number one place to stimulate, to get somebody in the mood. What is that top place for everybody? I mean, it's obviously your brain. Don't touch it with your fingers. No, don't tickle it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's your brain. Uh, it's where all the good stuff is happening uh, sexually. Um, and for today's episode, for the brain, what we mean is uh, we want you to be exploring your body. And if you're with other people that you feel comfortable with, we want you to be, you know, both of you should be exploring or if there's three or more, you know, like we're not going to say just one other person. Um, we want to make sure that A, you're comfortable, B, that there's consent given, right? So these are consent based behaviors um, and see that you're really, really listening and paying attention to what's happening throughout the entire experience. Um, one of the big erogenous zones right, is, is the tummy. There's a ton of people who like light touches or rubs or hair being dragged over the stomach. Like they love the way it feels, but there's a ton of people who are like, no, thank you. Don't touch me there. It makes me feel bad. I have some issues with that section of my body. I don't like it at all. Um, so when we're talking about those erogenous zones, right, you could be with two different people and one of them could be like, my tummy is the best thing ever. Please touch my tummy more. The next one could be like, if you touch my tummy again, we are never having sex ever. Like we're broken up. So just like part of your brain, right? And that's what we're saying. The brain is the most important part. For some people, the brain is going to say, this is awesome. For other people, the brain is going to be no. Yeah. So the, what's he, what Andrew is talking about here is really interesting because it's the brain's like layering of attitudes and ideas onto these body parts as well. So it's not just this like tactile sensation, like what he's talking about here with the belly, but like the brain's actually involved because the brain might have memories or experiences or societal attitudes or things that it has layered on top of the belly to say, I don't like that. Right. And so that's why it's the brain is this place that we want to stimulate, not physically, <laughs> mentally, but then the brain also is involved in how we respond to all of these other erogenous zones. I mean, it's kind of like tickling people, right? Like some people are super ticklish and you can touch them anywhere on their body and they start giggling. Other people are like me. Yeah, that's like spring. Um, 
I am non-ticklish. Like you can try to tickle me and I'll probably just get annoyed. Like, why are you jabbing me with your finger? <laughs> um, so, and that's what erogenous zones are like as well, right? Like, you know, some people are ticklish on their feet. Some people are ticklish on their sides. Um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of them, some strategies. Um, but at the end of the day, you're really stimulating the brain. Um, so I don't know, where do we even start? Like, it, for me, it's a kind of an overwhelming topic in some ways because Everything and anything on your body could be in erogenous zones. Um, but I'm just going to take us right back to that awesome episode of Friends. Um, Friends, the television show that I don't think is awesome. I mean, don't hate me, don't kill me. Uh, but there's the episode with Monica where she's trying to explain to Chandler that when you're having sex with somebody to get them turned on, you just don't go straight for the vagina. Like, you can go to a lot of other places. And then when you get to the vagina, it's going to be better. And she does it by numbers. And she's like, one, two, seven, six, seven, six, seven. And it's like a really fun, like non-explicit way to get there. She's placed, she's drawn a picture and placed numbers on the body. So she's like right. directing him to different zones on the body um, to say like, go here, go here. Then you can go here, then here, 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 here. Yeah. And it is, I think, eye-opening for a lot of people, just that scene, because it kind of says, oh, there's so many places I could be stimulating to actually get somebody excited. And it, and I think she has what, like seven or nine or something, but, um, which there's even more than that, but great start, right? Great start to like find several different places to simulate. And if you stimulate these places before sex, right? Um, now if you, if you start experimenting with your sexual partners with these erogenous zones, it very likely will lead to more like very very likely because your whole body gets stimulated um and then when you have sex after stimulating erogenous zones that sex is more likely to be more orgasmic if you have orgasms they're going to be stronger you'll have heightened senses of intimacy so using some of these erogenous zones or playing with these erogenous zones can be incredibly rewarding for you your partner or partners and the sex that you have with them now they don't have to lead to sex but I'm just just like a little warning, like little little statement that if you do a good job stimulating you or your partner's erogenous zones, you're going to be ready for some really hot sex that comes after it as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we do need to take a short break. But when we get right back, I think we're just going to jump right in and talk Ooh. about some of our <laughs> favorites. All right. Great. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Today, we are tingling your erogenous zones with our voices, not with our bodies or fingers or anything else. All right, so getting to the erogenous zones. There are lots of different ways that you can stimulate them. So I'm just going to start with the nape of the neck, which is one of the most popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spring, okay. spring thin. I, just hearing Andrew say that, like, I imagine it, and I have goosebumps all over my arms. So... Listen to this podcast in a safe place because I'm already freaking out. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that they love that their neck touched during sex, right? So the nape of the neck is like the back kind of side-ish parts of the <gasps> neck. Um, now, 
if you're experimenting with erogenous zones, it is not just a touch, right? There's a lot of different things that you can do to stimulate an erogenous zone. It can be the gentle swipe of a finger. It can be a rub, like a sort of massage kind of rub. It can be just your breath breathing on the zone. So it can just be like the air, warm air coming out of your mouth. Not, not like whistling hardcore, but like soft blowing. Um, lips, it can be gentle touches with the lips. It can be sucking with the lips. It can be scratching. It can be ice cubes. It can be like a warm heating pad, right? So when we say erogenous zone, it's not just like I go to my neck, I touched it with my finger. I didn't feel like anything. So I'm done with it. No, 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 no. You touched it with your finger, light, medium, heavy pressure. Did you rub it? Was it gentle? Was it just like the lightest touch? Was it a tickle? Um, so these erogenous zones are different for everybody and how they're stimulating for people also different for everybody. So like, but the nape of the neck is one that very, very common that most people don't know is one of their erogenous zones. So if you're with somebody and if you're being intimate with somebody, just ask their permission, get some consent and lightly touch the nape of the neck, the sides, the back of the neck. Um, and it is almost always, you know, like the easiest foray into these erogenous zones. And you can be completely clothed, right? You can be on a couch, you could be in a car, you could be on a walk, and you can just put your hand over there and do a gentle touch and it can get someone's engine going because the nerves there that you activate sort of signal to the brain, remember all of this is brain play, uh, that, hey, something sexy is going on and I really like this. And, you know, I'm going to add to that is the um, the collarbone. I think that's really uh, close, but I think that that is one that a lot of people miss because um, that can be really sensitive and like some gentle sucking or gentle biting in that area can also be uh, really stimulating. So when we're talking about like a certain area, you can kind of think like, how far does that extend? How far might the nape of the neck kind of go and still be considered kind of connected to that, right? Um, because everything is connected in our bodies and it's connected in such crazy ways that the more we explore it, the more we learn about what turns us on, about what we like, about how we want to be touched, about um, how we don't want to be touched, right? And all of this is important in getting to know ourselves and getting to know ourselves with our partners. And if you're in a situation and you're doing this exploration and someone's like, eh, I don't like that, that's great. You should tell people what you don't like when you're exploring these erogenous zones as well. Because um, if you don't like something, then don't continue trying. Um, you know, an erogenous zone that really surprised me, um, I had never thought about it, uh, probably until I was in my 30s. I'm afraid. My ear. Oh, okay. my, my, my ear. <laughs> afraid. afraid. I never think about my ears at all. Like, well, with COVID, I think about my ears all the time. I get earache. I don't know about, like, not on the inside, but the outside of my ear, because, you know, I'll the have, mask. like, the mask, the headphones, the sunglasses, sometimes a hat or earphones, or if I'm in the north, earmuffs on top. My ears feel very beat down over the last two years with COVID. But gentle touches to your ears super sensitive and if you're if i'm in the right mood with the right person is like a really big turn on as well um ears right y'all have ears you don't think about your ears as a sex organ or something that's really sexy you don't think about them but they're a great erogenous zone and it's also something over the clothes like you know like you don't have to be naked or anything else. You don't have to be showing your body. You know, we've had episodes about, you know, I only want to have sex with the lights off. Like, 
ears are pretty much the safest of safe spaces. Um, you don't want to like, ears are not like scratching heavy. And we're not talking about like sticking your finger into the ear canal. <laughs> no wet willies. We're talking about just like gentle touches over the outside of the ear, like the C-shaped part of your ear down to the wibble wobbles at the bottom. The ear lobes is what he means. <laughs> And yeah, the earlobes can be caressed, they can be kind of pinched, they can be stroked, and you can play with different pressures. And then, you know, when we're thinking about the ears, you can also try gentle blowing, soft kisses, or saying soft words into the ear with a lot of breath. And that sensation can also really light things up. Like, again, I, I have goosebumps all over right now just thinking about somebody whispering something in my ears. It's that... That's how strong these reactions can be. It's so strong that just talking about it can elicit some of that, especially if you've experienced it before, right? Because the memory comes back and you're like, ooh, I'm not going to be able to stop making that noise all day today. (laughs) I'm glad it's close to 5 p.m. Uh, No, I mean, I I love when you talked about blowing as well. All the like, you know, humans were just mammals. We're covered in hair from head to toe. But most of those hairs are like super little and we don't pay much attention to them. But whenever you have an erogenous zone that has those little hairs on it, if you look at your ear, there's hair all over them. When you blow, every single one of those little hairs is saying, hello, how are you? I really like, I like that. Um, (laughs) The thing is, we could talk about every single part of the body this way, like hands, incredibly sensitive. If someone just like plays with hands, touches your hands and your finger. Like, it doesn't matter what part of your body. And like those finger webs. Oh. <laughs> finger we- I'm touching my own finger webs right now. I don't think I've had anyone ever play with my finger oh, webbing. so sensitive in there. <laughs> nope. Now, often you can't erogenous zone yourself. I think it's important to say this as well. Um, like it might work a little bit, but it's kind of like tickling. It's really hard to tickle yourself. And often erogenous zones don't feel great when you you do it to yourself. Like for most people, these erogenous zones, you need somebody else to be activating them for you. Like it might feel a little bit good if you touch your neck. It might feel a little bit good if you touch the finger webs. (laughs) He made a face when he said that. (laughs) I'm touching it right now. And I just feel like I'm touching my finger web. Like there's nothing, but somebody else doing it is really where it kicks it into high gear. Um, Right. And it's your whole body. It's like the whole thing. Let's do a couple of more above the neck ones. Um, So scalp is one. I, I don't like scalp. This is one of the only ones I don't like. (laughs) I've never liked people touching my scalp or my hair ever since I was young, but my sister always like loved when my mom would like stroke her hair to help her fall asleep. Um, But scalp and that could be like a gentle massage. It could be stroking the hair. It could be a stronger massage. Um, That really gets a lot of people really calm, I think. And it like allows them to be more receptive to touch. That's one of the ways I see that as kind of becoming an erogenous zone. How about you? Do you like scalp? I love it. Um, I think it's one of those areas where a lot of women like their scalp touched 
uh, or hate their scalp being touched based on the kind of hair brushing their parents did when they were a kid. If you had like a sensitive scalp and your parents were just like in there ripping it out, you're like, don't touch me there. It's an area that a lot of men don't know that they love because, you know, most of their lives men have shorter hair and they don't go to salons and they don't get like the shampooing with the that's where I found out that I loved my scalp being touched as I went to like a salon and I got the shampooing and the, like, the massage. I was like, whoa, this is so nice. So nice. Um, so if you're listening to the show and you have sex with men, um, just give their head a little, a little massage, like kind of play with their hair, rub their scalp a little bit. Um, and there's a lot of space. Like I said before, every hair on your body has nerves attached to it and the scalp has a lot of those nerves. You can just kind of like play with a little bit. It's a, yeah, but it's above, once again, above the neck, completely clothed. Um, but but don't touch my hair before I go out. Right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people really like, you know, um, a little bit of a tug on the hair also. That can be like really light tugs. Like you can just slip your hand into the hair and squeeze your fingers together and do a little light tug. That's another way to kind of stimulate that. And so all of these, like we're giving you ideas, we're giving you suggestions, but it is engaging with your partners consensually to see what different styles and what different variations of this feel best to you and your partners. Yeah. And a lot of people are used to lips, right? We use lips for kissing and deep kissing and French kissing, but you can take your lips to a whole new level if you turn them into an erogenous zone. Um, and the, like, there's lots of different ways. You can t use your fingers on lips, but you can use your tongue on someone else's lips just like super, super gently. And then instead of kissing their whole mouth, you can just do lots of little kisses all around your lip. I wish you could see springs help, in this video me, today. Help um, me. But, you know, we use our lips for like all different kinds of sex practices and sexual pleasure and for oral sex and for all these different kinds of kissing. But you can turn your lips into something completely different if you turn them into an erogenous zone. And I mean, we've been talking about this for 20 minutes and we haven't <laughs> even gone below the neck. I know, I know. And like, you know, we're also like, remember all the different ways you could stimulate the lips. Like, yes, it can be with your mouth and you could do like gentle biting or gentle sucking on the lips. But also, how can you use your fingers? How can you use other body parts to stimulate it? How could you use other instruments like little light feathers or ice and like, I feel like lips are a great place to play with some of those other things because we have a whole mouth there that could, that could be engaged, right? So playing with other ways of stimulation there can also be really fun. Yeah. So lips, shoulders, knees, toes. Um, <laughs> I mean, we should mention feet, right? There's a lot of people with foot fetishes, people who love fit, feet for a variety of reasons. But on top of that, like even if you're not into feet, like I am not into feet in any way, shape or form because I have some issues with with smells and bacteria. But clean feet can be super erogenous, which is why foot massages are a great way to get into somebody's pants consensually, but feet. Um, and I, I mean, we could I, I want to talk about one more body part like we could literally talk about this for like another hour. Um, I think that there's a body part that a lot of people associate with sex that don't realize that it is a major erogenous zone for many, many, many people. And that is your butt. Butts are, we're not talking about like the butthole, 
<laughs> we're talking about not your anus. We're talking about like the entirety of your butt from the top to the bottom, to the front, to the back, to the side, to the crease, to the leg. The entirety of it is packed with nerves where if you stimulate those nerves gently, sweetly, kindly, roughly, spankingly, bitingly, softly, icily, there's many ways to get that stimulated. And it's also pretty close to, you know, the sex organ. So I don't recommend using the butt as your starting erogenous zone. Um, and often you start high up, you'll start on the head or the back or, or the neck and then work to the back or the front of the chest. And then you'll work to the tummy or the butt. And then you can work towards genital play, right? But I think the butt has so many opportunities for erogenous play that is not directly related to sex. Um, and our butts take a real kicking, beating, uh, you know, if you're working out, if you're sitting on them all day, or if you fall or like, there's so much tension that we hold in butts and butts are just a great erogenous zone um, that are fun to play with for, for all genders and sexes. We all have butts. Um, and if you like butts, yourself or others, it's a great place for you to sort of get turned on in that process as well. Because one of the things we didn't mention yet is that these erogenous zones are fun, right? You get someone else sort of worked up. But if you're paying attention to that other person's body, and you're reading their body signals, and you're watching them get shivers, or you're watching them, or, or you're hearing them moan, or you're watching them get goosebumps all over their body, like, you did good. You did, you did real good. Like, you're doing it. You're getting them turned on. You're getting their body, like, excited, you know, with these really fun, gentle touches and their butts. All right. <laughs> so there's a lot of like genital related zones, right? And different parts of the genitals. And I think we talk about those a lot. So we're kind of focusing on some of the other ones today. And um, I, I want to talk about two that I find pretty similar. And that is the wrist and the inner thighs. I find both of those like a very similar like type of sensation. And it's kind of like the inner arm and the inner thigh. And um, so these are ones that are great to play with. Um, inner, the wrist is one, again, one that you can explore, you know, in non-bedroom situations that you can, can like do a little light stimulation as you're um, holding hands or walking together, you know, to explore some little light tingles through your partner's body. Um, and I find that really similar sensation in the inner thighs. It's kind of this like really sweet, soft place to allow someone to touch you that feels really, um, sensual to me. I love that kind of like, like light strokes in those areas. I think it's so beautiful. I love the elbow pit too, like the up from the wrist. Elbow pit. I don't know. What do you, what do you call your, like, I know yeah, what my yeah. elbow is. What do you call the inside of the elbow? Inner elbow. Is it, is that really what it's called? The inner elbow? That's what I call it. Uh, I'm gonna, you I, can I call, call it the, an elbow pit. Sure. I think the elbow, like, you know, like elbow pit is, <laughs> is a really nice place um, as well. Tons and tons of nerve endings, um, safe, you know, like over the waist, you can keep your shirt on. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, okay, I, I said I was done. I have to call out a bunch of other ones real quick, right? <laughs> so all of the area surrounding the vagina, right? Like the perineum, we can talk, that's the taint. Um, we can talk about uh, the labia majora, like the, the lips, the pubic mound for women, the scrotum for men, like all of these are also erogenous zones, right? Like we think about them in more sexual ways, but you can stimulate them all 
uh, before sex, you know, like, or even not even as part of sex, right? You know, just for that kind of intimacy. Um, so like all of those parts are as well. We're not talking about like the genitals very much today, but all of the areas around the genitals that are not the genitals themselves are also erogenous zones as are breasts and nipples, right? Like, so all of those areas are also can be used as these, you know, really nice erogenous zones. Yeah. All right. So we need to take a quick break, but we'll be right back uh, to continue talking about erogenous zones and how we can explore them. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sex Wrap. We have been titillating you with soft <laughs> touches and uh, having really a fun time talking about erogenous zones. All right, so you know about them now. What do you do? You play with them. How do you play with them? What do you do, Spring? Consensually, first of all. Um, but this can be a really fun thing to do with a partner or partners where um, you promise to provide feedback to give um, your partner some idea of what you like and what you don't like. And so your partner can kind of just explore the whole body, like starting from the crown of the head, working their way down, or you can start at the bottom and work your way up, or you can start on the extremities and work your way in. I mean, you could just how to do it. Um, I suggest leaving the sexual organs till last so that you really can focus on these other spots on the body. But you can start with stimulating each of these areas softly and then get feedback from your partner. Start to listen to the sounds they make, the faces they make, the words they're telling you. And then you can start to explore these areas in several different ways. You can explore them with different types of touch, maybe with a little bit of fingernails, maybe a little bit of pulling, maybe a little bit of... Um, sharper stimulation or harder stimulation if they want that. And then you could also explore, like Andrew was talking about earlier, with different temperatures on the skin. You could try blowing, you could try feathers, you could try ice, you could try um, something warm. So you can have all of these things situated around you so that you can really dive in and start to explore your partner's body. And doing this, like in teamwork, you know, where you are allowing your partner to explore and giving them feedback along the way is like such a beautiful way to practice the sexual communication as well in a more low stakes kind of environment, right? Where you're not actually physically having um, some type of uh, penetration yet, but you are just having this like gentle exploration space. And that I think is also so valuable and so helpful, right? And when you go into it, I mean, another thing I love about it is that you're going to expect somebody to say no along the way as well. Like, do you like me playing with your armpit hair? N <laughs> no? Well, that's okay. I mean, armpits are a huge erogenous zone for a ton of people, but some people are like, I don't like you jiggling my armpits and, and it's fine. Like, so when you go into it, um, like expect people to say no, but when you're saying no, you don't like something like just be really fun and coy about the whole thing. Like, uh, I'm not really feeling that. And that's okay. Right? Like, so that's part of why it's low stakes is that we're all different. We're all going to find different things. Um, and if something doesn't work, it's great for practicing that kind of sexual communication. I almost feel like we should have like, you know, like, you know, I'm a scientist. And at the end of the day, like we should have a chart where you go through and then there's numbers and you do them and you get feedback and you write it down. Like 
I would like that. I think that would probably take a lot of people out of the experience, <laughs> but like, oh, let's see. My partner really liked 26, but not 30 or 31. So, <laughs> And then you have to study it every night. Just kidding. Um, but I mean, what else can we play with? We can also explore with different textures. We talked about temperatures, but other textures. You could explore with like um, using some lotions or some oils in different areas. You could also explore with like um, a toothbrush, not one that you're going to brush your teeth with, um, or other little tactile things that you might uh, find around your house, right? Like you might find um, any little things that have like a brush even like with the little prickly edges like that might feel really nice. So you can try all different types of textures. Just explore your house for what do you have that you want to try out. I mean, forks and pens are really mm. great textures to use as well. Um, and if you're weird about like, you know, you wash your forks anyway, but you can just use like a little plastic disposable fork, not to stab somebody like you, you slowly drag it over their skin to see if they like how it feels, right? And there's, they, there's literally millions of different ways that you can explore this. Um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, all right. So when you're doing it, though, you don't want to leave permanent marks. You don't want to break the skin. You don't want someone to bleed. You don't want to give someone a hickey. Um, now, all of those things are okay if you've talked with the other person and you've got consent, like, do you mind if I leave a little bruise on your neck? Like, yes, I do, because I'm an adult and I don't want little, little, <laughs> little marks or hickeys on my neck. But if on other parts of the body, that might change a little bit as well. So um, in that exploration, you don't want to leave any kind of permanent mark. You don't want to break the skin. You want to be really careful and gentle with that other person. Um, just just be, be really thoughtful, right? Uh, and don't don't leave a hickey unless the other person says it's okay. And if you think that leaving hickeys are okay, then we should we should have an episode about hickeys. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything else that we need to say about these erogenous zones? They're fun. The, your body, your whole body is sexual. It's a wonderland. Um, yeah. Sorry, is that not what you were going to say? <laughs> no, 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 I mean, your body is a wonderland? No. But from the tippy tip of your scalp to the bottom of your toes and all of the spaces in between, there are parts where you've probably never been touched in an intimate, sexy, sexual, close way. Um, and you'll probably like a bunch of it, right? So it's a fun learning experience for you. Um, and if you're with somebody, you make it a two-way street right? Like you play with them, they play with you. And hopefully you'll find something new about yourselves and you'll have a better, stronger, happier relationship. And you'll probably have some really nice sex to go with it as well. Mm. Well, this is really fun today, Spring, talking it about was. all these erogenous it zones. Was. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have any uh, questions, listeners, if you have any questions about this episode or anything else related to sex, sexual health, love, relationships, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email. We're the sex rap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. You can call us at 413IRAPIT, or you can send us a direct message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. But thanks for listening, everyone. Go explore those erogenous zones. Hi. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate.
a sonic universe. <laughs>